We come into this world as light. We leave this world as light and in between the inhalation and the exhalation, the in-between, there is the first breath and the last. And in between there is the singing and the walking and the talking and the hopes and the dreams and the descent and the crisis and the wonder and the taking of the toast and tea. And there is a light, a light shining in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it, all of it. What do we do with this story? Why are we here? The Deep Place on creativity and spirituality. My name is Joy Prouty. And I'm Joel McCarrow. Welcome to our podcast. What do you get when a priest and an activist and an actor walk into a bar. You get our guest today, Alex Sangster. She is all of these things. And for those of you who aren't religious, who the word priest kind of sends a tingle up your spine, a bad thing, please keep on listening. Alex is someone possibly who will even redefine that term for you. She is a beautiful friend of mine and is doing incredible things throughout this world. Please listen up to today's episode. So I'm here with my friend Alex Sangster, who I met oh, maybe a few six months ago, a year ago. Hello. It was a yeah, year, a year ago, ago, wasn't it? It was a year ago. Oh, In child. fact, keep it together. Yeah. I thought that I was actually coming to see. So the first time I, I met you was when you were speaking, mm-hmm. and I thought I was coming into a man. <laughs> An old Scottish man. An old Scottish, <laughs> old Scottish Alex preacher, Sangster. Alex Sangster. That's right. Were you disappointed, Joel? I, no, no, I wasn't. In fact, um, and I think I might have said this to you straight afterwards, when I got to see you uh, speaking, I remember being totally blown out of the water by your, it was like an hour-long presentation, and I came away thinking, she's one of the best communicators that I have ever come across. Wow. In my life. Okay. So that's that's my intro oh, to no, you. Right no pressure now. here, folks. <laughs> the bar right. is not, you know, it's all good. Maybe besides being the best communicator in the <laughs> in world. In the world. Are you ready, people? Holding <laughs> on to your seats now. Can you tell us who you are firstly? Because people I... have most people have no idea who no you are. No idea, even though I'm the best communicator in the world. <laughs> I've got to get a better PR. Um, yes, hello. So my name is Reverend Alexandra Sangster. I'm a minister of the word with the Uniting oh. Church in Australia. I'm also an activist and an actor, and uh, I've been working in the space of story pretty much my whole life. Wow. Yeah. So you are a priest, an activist, and an actor. Yeah, and for me, they're all pretty much the same thing. Not so much the actor. Well, not so much the actor, maybe, but in terms of the shamanic aspect of entering into story and being filled with spirit and um, sharing the truth. by hippies um, from the 1970s and the big thing that they gave me was this idea that I was meant to change the world. And the way that I was going to do that, I didn't actually have any idea, but I knew that this was this was what I was meant to do. And then when I was eight, I saw a Midsummer Night's Dream mm. and I, 
I went, oh, that's that's what I'm going to be. Not a fairy. I'm going to be a storyteller. I'm going to be an actor, and I'm going to tell yeah, right. these stories, and this magic is going to happen, and things are going to come alive, and people are going to come out different from how they went in. Wow. I started working professionally as an actor when I was 13. Worked my way through high school. Went to drama school. Did the whole thing, and. Um, and then I graduated and I started working on a long-running TV show right. and... Uh, what TV show? Uh, <laughs> I know you've It's one it from right. a thousand... It was Blue Heroes. It was from a thousand years ago. And, For any uh, Americans out there listening, you have may not no know. no idea. Know it was Blue amazing. Heroes. I was awesome. It was... Yeah. So. I remember I remember <laughs> watching Blue Heelers every week with my mum. <laughs> okay. When, when I was a young... I would have been pretty young yes. back then. It was on quite a long time ago. It was, it was quite, an yeah, thanks, Aussie Joel. cop show it about a little... Ta- what was the town called? I've got no idea. You can't even remember. <laughs> I can't remember. It was a long time ago. Anyway, <laughs> point being, point being, Joel, yes. that I... Um, so, finished, graduated, acting, 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 meeting yeah. other actors week after week who've had these amazing careers and done all this great stuff, mm. but actually in the great scheme of transformation and making a difference, I went, oh, I don't know if I can actually dedicate my life to this and I don't know if this is uh, in order to make a difference through this in this space, I think you need to be a million times more talented than I am and a million times more lucky. And I think those two things. And also the third factor is you need to completely believe in yourself as an artist in that way. And I didn't. And you didn't? I didn't. And so I went back to uni. I studied international development studies with the idea that I would go off and dig a well somewhere Mm -hmm. in the developing world. Had the profound white girl epiphany that part of the reason the wells needed to be dug was because uh, the first world, the developed world, was stuffing up the planet, which then led me to the question of why are we the way that we are? Why are we living in this way full of shadow and darkness? And that led me to the realisation that we had lost all meaning and purpose and Mm. hope and point and that we'd lost God. So that was the beginning of going, well, who does the God stuff? How does that... How do you talk to people about God and who, Mm. who is... um, Who's singing this song and who's sharing this story and what even is this story? So running, that was the intellectual journey and then running underneath and within that was this um, profound and uh, terrifying sense of call, which I didn't even have language for because I'd never been to church. Sense of call. Sense of call to be uh, entering into the God story and and sharing that. Um, The other major kind of influence, um, and this is all in my late teens, early 20s that we're talking about here, uh, was death. So lots and lots and lots of death. Uh, Not lots of death in the context of someone who lives um, in the developing world or someone who lives in the Northern Territory or someone who lives in Syria. But for a white girl growing up in sort of hippie, middle-class Australia, there was a lot of death of young people uh, through accident and um, suicide and... friends and family. Friends and family, yeah, Yeah, and young people. So... Uh, it got to the final sort of death for me as a young person, which was my friend Craig, who was uh, hit by... Uh, he was sitting on his motorbike at the traffic lights and a car came 160 k's an hour and smashed into him from behind. And that was the sort of the ultimate breaking of why are we here and what's it all for and how do we possibly find meaning this sense of I can't possibly just live my life for myself. I have to live it for something bigger than this. Wow. Yeah.
What I did do, which kept me alive and in sort of uh, within the acting space and the storytelling space, uh, is I work as a member with Melbourne Playback Theatre Company. So right. Playback is a form that was uh, started by Jonathan Fox, again in the States, and uh, Joe Salas, and it's all about listening to story and bringing story to life and using improvisation. And for me, God, God is the ultimate improviser and we are called into co-creating improvisation with God. So it's all huh. about the yes and and being present and what's happening now and what's next and what's next and what's next. Wow. And um, so playback is this extraordinary form and Melbourne playback is is very, very good. Yeah. You know, playback is, you know, it's it's an open source form, so there's all sorts of diversity within the space. Yeah, but yeah. Melbourne Playback's been uh, working professionally for over 30 years and wow. we do really incredible work. So you go into, people would come into the space and they, they tell stories and then will you come, perform yeah. back So people will come story. into the space or we will go into their space. So we work in juvie justice and we work in hospitals and we work in, um, you know, we work in corporate and we work in community and then we open it up just into that, that communal space as well. Yeah. So if we're going into work with a group, um, there'll be a theme and it might be it might be presence or it might be uh, the mission or it might be, um, yeah, it could be anything at all, whatever that, that is, and then we'll focus the, the questions that we ask around to, to get those stories out of the audience. Right. And they share those stories and they choose an actor to be them and there's musicians and the whole thing is given back. So as... you listen to someone's story mm -hmm. and then you instantly <coughs> reinterpret that story into yeah. a performance. Yeah, so your story might suddenly... You might be telling a story about the loss of your mother or the yeah. how you ended up in juvie through that car crash and then suddenly you're a pirate on a ship or you're spinning in space as cosmic dust or um, it's being done as a David Attenborough documentary. It could be... So it can, it can be incredibly funny, yes. like sort of weeping funny, yeah. and it can also be deeply profound and yeah. very moving. Have you got a, a story? A playback of, story? A, a playback story. Have you got a playback story that we could hear? I've been doing playback for a long time. Um, yeah, okay. So, so this is the thing, actually, when you've been listening to story deeply for many, many years and you listen with a particular intensity when you're doing playback because you can't... You have to get the, the core, the bare bones, yeah. the essence of what the story is about. You need to find out what the meta narrative, what the, the heart of it is. You need to be thinking metaphorically because you don't want to just give them back the story the way that they've given it to you. Yeah. Um, so you're, so you're, you're listening at yeah. all these different levels. Wow. And, um, and so often what happens after you've done a story is you completely forget it. And because you're because you have to empty yourself, it's very much like preaching. So you like you tell the story, and then you're emptied out completely of yourself. Wow. God fills you up, so you're filled up with the story, or you're filled up with the spirit. You pour it back out again, yeah. and then you're emptied out again, so wow. that you can be filled up. So yeah. playback listening is very much like that. Huh. But so, listeners, I just need to bring a bit of a warning here. The story that you are about to hear is quite full on. Uh, around childhood and sexual abuse. Uh, if you feel like you couldn't listen to that now, uh, then please skip over two minutes and 20 seconds uh, and then come back in and listen once the story has been told. There are maybe a handful of stories over the years that have stayed with me that haven't yep. emptied out. And one of those I remember was a story we were working with, Casa, which is um, uh, an organisation which deals with sexual assault mm. and... Uh, sometimes people come to Casa very uh, 
their experience is very recent and very raw, and sometimes people come and their experience is very ancient and very buried. Mm. And this was a story of a woman who came forward and um, she chose me to be her. And the story was, she was the social worker, but it was the story of someone else who, she was working with a little girl and they worked together for a really long time. And there was this moment where the little girl spoke about, she finally was able to say, it's all my fault, it's all my fault. Um, it's not daddy's fault, it's my fault, it's my fault. And the social worker was, why, why do you think it's your fault, darling? And she said, because I wore my pink pajamas, And why I, when I was packing my suitcase to go to spend the weekend with daddy, I said to mummy, can I wear my pink pajamas? and then I'll be pretty Mm. for daddy. Mm. And the woman who uh, shared this story, this moment of breakthrough for her with this little girl, with the story of the pink pyjamas and the holding of that. And I think at that performance we actually had a cello player with us and this cello player sat in the space and she played and it was like... It was like God being present in the room and holding this child and holding the perpetrator and holding um, the entire... Yeah, it was a... So that's a story that I remember, but that was probably from about 15 years ago. to listen Mm. like we tell stories all the time Mm. throughout our lives but for someone to sit and listen so intently Mm. at all these different levels that that you were listening at and then to give it but really it's a gift it's a it's an incredible gift gift I mean the thing that's so profound for me about that work is and the work of you know preaching the gospel and sharing story in sacred space is that we as a as a community as a culture we i my sense is that we suffer from like sort of a narrative narrative loss we've lost we've lost the ability to tell our own stories mm. and i think the reason that we've lost this like there's always been this idea within culture that storytelling is innate like we all know how to breathe and we all know how yeah. to you know but and storytelling is something that we've just always assumed that we can do as a people but actually yeah. storytelling is taught and oh. for generations now we have not been teaching our children how to tell stories and if children aren't taught, you know, and then what happened? And then what happened? Yeah. And then what happened? And so the storytelling uh, medium has come through, you know, it's come through the screen or through that we, we've outsourced storytelling. And we've assumed that kids will just learn it through osmosis. So we haven't even assumed it all. We just haven't thought about it. Yeah. But now as a, as a community, as a culture, we are experiencing this narrative story loss, the inability to tell our own story. And if we can't tell a story, we can't reflect on it and we can't mm. learn and we can't make meaning of, you know, the journey that we're on and we can't actually transform the future. Mm. So, uh, you know, one of the things that I do with my girls every day is I'll say, you know, what happened? What happened today at school? Yeah. And um, and we all know we ask our kids what happened today at school. I mean, nothing. Oh, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. 
but we, I don't know. I don't know. Started school the last like, three weeks. Nothing's and happened. Yeah, I'm nothing's like, what did you do happened. Today? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Like, oh, already in <laughs> yeah. three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got you know. So you got to draw it out. You got to ask questions. You know, yeah. what was the what was the straight? We you know was there a moment where you felt you know ask the questions, yeah, yeah. and and eventually you know it's actually got to the point where one of my one of my <laughs> tells the story in such detail that the other two go, can we go first? Because <laughs> it's like, and then this happened, and then this happened. Wow. You know, the story spine, the beautiful story spine. Are you familiar? No. With that. So the story spine is it's this gorgeous sort of very simple concept of how to tell stories and it's it's basically uh, once upon a time there was a yeah. and every day and every day and every day and because of that and because of that and because of that until one day which yeah. is your turning point. Yeah. And then every day from that point on. So it's this gorgeous, huh. I'm paraphrasing very badly, but look it up, Story Spine. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's a really beautiful framework, especially one to work with children with because yeah. it helps them to, to have a sense that their story is bigger than their story mm. and their story is connected into a story greater than their own. Mm. Um, what I'm wondering mm. for people, for like, so we've got a bunch of creative people who will be listening to this. Yeah. You're talking about deep listening essentially. Is there anything... Like, what could we learn from you now in terms of your learnings around um, playback theatre? Mm-hmm. What can we learn from you that would help us in our creative work in terms of listening deeply? Are there, are there techniques? Is there stuff that yeah. you're listening for? Is there what? what how so, do we listen well? Listening well. So I think, you know, look, it's all, it's all stuff that you and your listeners would have heard before. Um, the sort of perennial, perennial uh, storytelling stuff. So mm. the very first, you know, very first thing, mm. you pay attention, mm. you be present, yeah. um, which is actually, as we know, uh, one of the hardest things very that you can difficult. possibly do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was running a meditation here at church the other night and I was like, at one point I'm like, oh, I'm thinking about perfume now. Right. <laughs> it's like, excellent, good work, pastor. There you go. Um, so I've been doing this a long time and I'm thinking about perfume. I, why, I don't even, you know, wear perfume. So, um, okay, so be present. So pay attention. Be in this moment. This is it. You know, yeah. Jesus speaks about the kingdom of God. It's here. It's now. It's this moment. Mm. It's this moment. So pay attention. Um, and there's all sorts of techniques that we can use to help us to pay attention. So we know that as well. There's deep breathing and there's waking up the body and there's, um, you know, all those simple, mm. simple games that you can play and things that you can do on your own and things that you can do in a group. I mean, one of my favourite games at the moment that I'm playing play, in playback that we're doing is we're just chucking balls at each other. But there's like 14 people and five or six or seven or eight balls and you're just throwing balls, literally. And you're not making eye contact. You're not going, hey, catch right. the ball, buddy. You just chuck the ball and you chucking the ball and you're chucking the ball and you're chucking the ball and right. balls are dropping and right. balls are flying and it's like and how do you stay present oh, in wow. this moment I, and how do you not go ah oh, damn it you know ah yeah. curses and then you lose the moment and then someone there's a ball in your face and so how do you keep breathing how do you be present how do you have fun how do yeah. you go it's just a game it really doesn't matter yeah. how do you so yeah very simple things play so there's you know I'm a great believer in the magic of play um so be present yeah. uh Give yourself some some keys for listening and set yourself actual tasks. So beautiful stuff. Like maybe in this conversation, I'm just going to listen for the metaphor. Hmm. I'm just you know put a little, you know, it's a sometimes you're like oh, I don't want to be constricted and actually, yeah. but improvising, you know, the core rules of improvising they are always based on um, 
on a structure. And so, you know, you think about the world's great improvisers, be it in dance or theatre or music, classically trained, you have your structure and then you're set free. It's like the liturgy in a Sunday service. You've got the liturgy to hold you and then you can go anywhere because mm. people need the safety of the, um, of the framework. So you've got your framework and then you're set free from that. So uh, give yourself a framework of I'm just going to listen for the metaphor or I'm just going to listen for the unspoken. Yeah. I'm just going to listen for the unspoken. What is the guts? What is the heart of what this person... Why is this person telling this story? Yeah, well... You know, I was hanging out... Well, hanging out. I was doing some uh, spiritual direction with someone the other day and having this big story about a mango. And at the end, I'm like, the mango's not really a mango, is it? And they're like, no, the mango, no, it's not the a mango. mango the mango me. is not a mango. <laughs> the mango is this and this yeah, and this. Wow. You know, like, what, why are you telling me this really long, boring story about a mango? <laughs> I don't care. You don't care. Why are you telling me this yeah, story? Right. You know, this yeah. story is not about the mango. Yeah. Um, summaries. Listening for summary is really good. This is a story about. Yeah. What is you know? Do it in three lines. Yeah. Could you sum up this whole conversation? This is a story about Alex. Yeah. yeah. Da 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 da. Um, what else? So yes and you know classic theatre one oh one. So you yes and to people's yeah. offers. So someone offers something into the space. Someone offers something, um, and you you don't know but it, and you don't yes mm. nah but you yes and. So keep going. What's yeah. next? So the yes and is always uh, the yes I stuffed up. It's one of my favourite ones. What's the yes? I the yes I stuffed up. It's not so much to do with listening, more to do with being present and and working as, as an improviser. Is yeah. that you? We put this incredible pressure on ourselves to be perfect and to um, get things right. And actually, you know what? We're never huh. ever gonna get it right. But if we yeah. give ourselves the freedom to go, oh, I stuffed up, and everyone else goes, yay, you ah, stuffed we up. Celebrate it's the like you know, it really, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. a game. We're playing a game. Where and it's it's a game with stakes there's gravitas it ma- you know but give yourself the freedom to play and yeah. give it not not to play with someone's story so you wouldn't do yes. this on stage yeah, yeah. um but in rehearsal and yeah so rehearse practice yeah practice your craft practice any you know your creativity may be in the space of singing or it may be in the space of storytelling it may be painting it may be playing with small children whatever it is practice yeah yeah that's so good and so obviously relatable to all of our creative endeavours. Mm. But also I, I love it because exactly as you said at the start, like you, you're, aren't you doing the same thing as a priest? Yeah. Like as someone who your role in this place, we're actually sitting in Alex's church right now, <laughs> um, your role in this place is to do the deep listening Yeah. And then to translate that back to them, you're not going to get up and perform it back to them as a no, priest. No, you're not going to perform it. But you are going to be. You're going to be present, and you're yeah. going to be embodied, and you're going to be incarnate. So you're going to be spirit in flesh, and the spirit is not. It's going to be partly you. Yes. But hopefully, most of the time, it's going to be God. Wow. You know. So and yeah. So there's the deep listening, which is the work of the everyday. It's the work of the phone call and the pastoral visit and the what's going on in the world. And there's the deep listening to our community and to our culture. And so the cosmos, there's that deep listening mm. and then bringing that back into the space. Um, but there's also the deep listening of what's happening in the moment. And I think this is where this is where we fall down as a, as a vocation. This is where we let our people down, we let God down and we let ourselves down. Yeah. Because so many times I've been in worship experiences, and I'm not sure about you if this rings true, where someone is basically, it's like they're uh, 
they're sticking so, holding so tightly to what they've crafted yeah, yeah. and to every comma and every full stop and to, I mean, in the Uniting Church, uh, we have a free liturgy so we can basically, I had this lovely Anglican lady come to me once, she was a visitor, and she said at the end, did you just, did you, sorry, did, did you just make that up? <laughs> and I said, yeah, pretty much. And she's like... <laughs> I, I'm an Anglican. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we have a book of prayer, but I, yeah. So it's like, what's happening in the room right now? Is someone yeah. crying right now? Is yeah. there, what's, what are the children doing? Are you like, where, you know, and go with that and be, yeah. be have your structure, have your liturgy, be held by that. Know that we're all going to be lifted back up by a song any moment now. But right in this mm. second, I'm going to walk over here and I'm going to hang out with you mm. as you're sitting here and you're weeping and it's going to be safe and we're going to hold this and, and words are going to come out of my mouth that I had no idea were going to come out. And, mm. um, you know, maybe my congregation, if they were here right now, would be going, yeah, a little bit more structure. It <laughs> would be lovely. Lovely. Stop lovely. making shit Stop up. Stop making stuff up. <laughs> but what is it like to be present in the moment? I mean, you know, we've said these words a yeah. lot of times and yeah, we have yeah. this idea of you hold it in your heart. Yeah. To, you know, like to learn by heart. What does that actually mean? Mm. Oh, again, I love the connection in terms of creativity too. Yeah. Back to, so me as a performance poet. Yeah. A lot of what I do is memorising words yes. so that I can then fully embody them. Absolutely. Like embodiment is such a crucial thing. It sounds like both for the... Embodiment incarnation. Yeah, yeah. 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 To take these words and... Inflesh them. them. To the, inflesh them. Get yeah. them to the point where I don't have to think about what's next. No, I'm no, not, no, no, no. It's I'm blood not, and bone. I'm so present <laughs> to the moment that I can fully pour out. Which is, pour, yeah. So then spirit is pouring out of you yeah. and it's pouring into other people and we're all transformed by that and then yeah. we can go out and transform creation. Wow. You know, and that's, that's our calling. Yeah. It's not just about that, oh, we all had this amazing experience and I feel really, you know, it's about what are you going to do with that? Mm. What are the fruits? Mm. So, you know, yesterday morning I was, uh, you know, very, early down at um, on St Kilda Road in front of a fancy motel and I was dressed in my elb and I was there with a whole bunch of activists and there were people dressed as dinosaurs and uh, and we were yelling at our Prime Minister just like yelling <laughs> really like yeah there was a do, lot right? of security guards and there was right. a lot of police and you know they're trying to find a way to get the PM in should we do the back entrance and you yeah. know and there's little activists running all over the place and then there's this moment of just yelling wow. and it was um, you know which may seem completely not very constructive at all but uh it was cathartic i will say that <laughs> i did feel quite released afterwards but yeah. point being is it strange um, for our prime minister to see a priest a female priest yelling at them, i hope so i hope it's so probably a strange thing yeah in one of the interviews i did afterwards i was talking about scott morrison considers himself to be a man of faith but oh, we yeah, as yeah. the australian people have completely lost faith in him wow. and the old people have lost faith and the young people are going to take to the streets on the 15th of march with young people all over the world wow. we've lost everyone we've lost faith yeah. And the God that he believes in, which is a God that is going to intervene and make everything okay, mm. that is not the God who I hold in my heart and that is wow. not the God that I experience in the world. The God that I know in yeah. my bones and through the story of Jesus and through Jesus on the cross with people yelling at him saying, get down from yeah. that. He's like, guys, that's not what this is about. Wow. That is not That is not what this story is. Mm. That God is crying out for us to join with her mm. on the front lines mm. in whatever way we can. And for some of us, because of our bodies and because of our, um, you know, our responsibilities and our work as carers or whatever it is, um, we can't be there in body, but we can be there in spirit. Mm. And we can pour our energy out into that space and we can mm. join with activists on the front line. Mm. 
Um, and that brings it back to embodiment. Which like brings it back to embodiment. incarnation. Exactly. Yeah. So we just went from... So it can't stop here. It can't yeah. stop with the good feeling. Yeah. yeah? That is yeah. not enough. Yeah. That is not enough. Yeah. It has to go out from that place. Yeah. So we have to leave worship and go, how am I going to change the world? And it might be through that simple act of paying attention and actually looking at the woman who's selling you the milk in the eye. It can be that simple. Yeah. Or it could be, you know, hitting the world stage and pouring forth poetry. Mm. Or it could be tying yourself to a gate somewhere and going, you shall not pass. Mm. This coal mine is not going to be dug. Not on my watch, not right now, you know, not now, not ever. And and knowing that you are standing with Jesus in that moment. Wow. We talked about the, the acting and the priesting. Sure. <laughs> priesting just become yeah, a verb. That's that totally a verb, a verb too. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you doing today? Oh, I'm just a little bit of priesting, buddy. Yeah. Going out there and... Uh, and beautifully, of course, it moves into the activism mm. space and... To maybe to be an actor and to be a priest is, or to be a creative and to be spiritual, then if it doesn't take you into that activist space, yeah. then perhaps it's not. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps you're not living out the fullness of that kind of calling. Can you, where did that come from you, come out for you? The, you told us a story about acting and becoming a priest. What about the activism? How did that begin? So, parents who told me that my job was to change, yeah, change the right. world. Yeah, and yeah. Um, their stories of how to do that were ultimately, I think, completely connected into the story that I found myself in. But, um, it, yeah, it's, I, it's not something that I chose. It's a breaking into and it hurts. And mm. um, there is a cleaving and an inability to not act because to not act, the cost of that would be so great. Mm. Uh, so it's not something in the same way that I fell down on my knees years ago uh, on a Surrey Hills sidewalk in Sydney mm. and literally yelled to the sky, I give in. What do you want me to do? Wow. What What do you want me to do? In the same way that I said yes to the call of God, the call of God for me is completely connected and it's the same call of, you know, love my people. Mm. What do you want me to do? I want you to love my people. And it's beyond that as well. It's like Jesus stood with the most vulnerable and the most vulnerable part of our entire world at the moment is our creation. Mm. Now, this amazing thing has just happened recently where rivers have suddenly got rights. So, uh, you know, people are going, this river is going to take you to court. Yeah. And this river has a right to exist. Yeah. And, and that's part of the reason why our first peoples here in this country are fighting for treaty so that they can go to court on behalf of their sacred wow. ancient land and wow. go, you know what? You can't mind the Pilbara, buddy, because it's got rights yeah. to exist. Yeah. So um, Mary Oliver, she says, three instructions for living a life. Pay attention. Be astonished. Hmm. Do something about it. Yeah, wow. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we've got... Um, We've got an AA meeting that uh, it, that sort of happens. We live right next door to the church. Yeah. And um, there's a mother that comes and she's a single mother and she comes with her two little girls. And on Christmas Eve, I was getting ready to do the carol service in the Olive Grove. And there were these two little girls and we're in, we're in a pretty, you know, middle-class area here. We're not, it's, um, we're not a place of profound suffering that is visible. Yeah. But sitting literally on the bin in a kind of Dickensian 
uh, simplicity were these two little girls on Christmas Eve because AA is on Christmas Eve because Christmas Eve is on a Monday. And I went out and I was all busy and I was getting this. I was like, hey, what are you guys doing here? Mm. And they're, you know, mummy's in at the meeting and it's boring in the meeting. So we're, we're out here sitting on the bins. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Um, so we went and found their mum and, you know, we went and, um, and, you know, now they just come and hang at my house on a Monday night. And it's yeah. not like, oh, wow, we're so good and look at that. But what it, like if, like I could just go, they're not my problem. They're mm. not my kids' problem. Mm. We've got a private life where, you know, I'm busy, I'm going to rehearsal and I've got on Monday nights that are really, be, you know, it's a night where we've got stuff and, and, and who am I to give these little girls to my little girls? And yet if we, the simplest thing, of like, hey, do you want to come and bounce on yeah. the trampoline? Because yeah. actually life is hard. Yeah. And, and what was your childhood? My child was sitting on a bin on a Monday night. And well, my childhood was a whole lot of stuff and bouncing on a trampoline on a Monday night. What are the fruits of your experience? Yeah. And if you find yourself in worship or you find yourself at a poetry reading or you find yourself pouring out paint onto paper yeah. um, and giving it as offering and gift to the world, like that is fruit. What's beyond that? Hmm. Where to now? Hmm. What's next? And that's the, that's the improviser. That's the yes and. So yeah. yes and, yes and. What's yeah. next? What's next? Yeah. Where to from here? Because it is, you know, it's that Marion, you know, Williamson, you know, our greatest fear is not that we are without power, but we are powerful beyond, yeah. beyond our wildest yeah, imagination. Yeah. And if we are, you know what? Oh, <laughs> the work is infinite because yeah. Jesus said the poor are always with us. Yeah. There's so many, you know, and at this protest I was at yesterday, someone's like, ah, this and this and this, and I'm like, one head at a time, buddy. Yeah. One Medusa, one snake head at a time. Anne Lamont, one bird at a time. Yeah. You know, David White, just take the next step. Yeah. Just take the first step. Hmm. That's all we can, mm. and you know, it's all we can do. And it, because it gives us one of my questions to mm. you was going to be in the face of all of this <laughs> reality mm. of our world mm. as an activist, um, mm. in the face of all of it, how do you, how do you? keep going but you've just answered it like it's it's you do the next step you do the next step and you, and, next you step. and you remember you know people like Rebecca Solnit who speaks about um oh look despair is um you know it's it's like to give in to despair is to give in to it's the easiest option mm. it's the easiest option and to say yes to hope is hard wow so we don't, um, we don't let ourselves off the hook and we step in and we lean in and we remember who we are called to be, which is do not be afraid, I am with you, I have called you by your name and you are mine. Mm. You know, we are, we're not doing this on our own and as soon as we remember that, Mm. everything is possible. Mm. And that doesn't mean that terrible darkness doesn't happen and that doesn't mean that lives aren't destroyed mm. all around us. I've spent the morning talking with someone on the phone because their brother's just been found under a bridge and, you know, and they found him through dental records and the coroner's mm. court and, the, you know, there is profound suffering and mm. darkness everywhere we turn. But there is also the light. So we have to resist the easy defeatism of despair. We have to remember who we are called to be. And we always have to remember that we are not on our own.
perhaps just to begin to head towards finishing. To begin? I was like, haven't we begun? No, no, no. To, to begin towards, towards finishing. Oh, good, yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. Everyone is very tired now, John. <laughs> um, what's going on in my head <laughs> yeah, is yeah. an activist and a priest and an actor walked into <laughs> a bar and <laughs> became you, as in you're holding these three quite different things. I mean, they do come yeah. together, but... Um, see, I don't see them as different at all. Yeah. I see them as absolutely on the same continuum. Thank you so much for being someone who holds these three things together. Like, um, I, it mustn't be an easy thing to be an activist, actor, priest, um, slash mother, uh, wife, all the things that you do to, and you probably feel like you may not do. <laughs> no, no, no. I've well. just that the expression. I did a little kind of face thing there, uh, yeah. listeners, which is because we um, the, the wife I've been married for a long time. I can't remember how long. Um, but I in Australia only up until very recently. Um, if you uh, we're of in a same gender relationship and you're in love, you couldn't get married. And so my husband, my husband and I, my husband and I um, sort of made a decision that we weren't going to call each other husband and wife oh, until right. everybody could call each other husband and oh. wife. And so it's been years now of like just, you know, my partner, my man, my, my partner. partner yeah. And um, and now I'm like, yes, I am a wife. And you so are So you've my... only recently <gasps> Only recently. And it's, yeah, so I'm still kind of like, ah, oh. Um, yeah, so it's a new word for me. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a new mm. part of your identity so what yes. I want to say and to maybe to finish off thank you um, for holding all of that together for all of us who like yourself are holding probably really it's five full-time vocations mm. and callings and holding them together in one life how, how the heck do you do that like how do you hold together your life in a way that it doesn't fall apart with all the demands and all the people and all the social issues and all the... So what Mary, does that look like yeah. for you? Um, Mary Oliver, veil Mary Oliver, tell mm. me, what do you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? Mm. Tell me, what do you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? So... Um, you hold it lightly and you hold it with a sense of, yes, I stuffed up and um, yes and, and being present and being grateful and um, knowing that the poor are always with us and that sometimes, sometimes with a poetry or, you know, with words or all you can do is a beautiful thing, like you can... You know, on this day, she has done a beautiful thing for me and she has washed my feet and she will be remembered always. And that sometimes uh, it can be the big and the bold and it can be the being arrested at the front line or it can be the standing main stage and pouring out love. And at other times it can be in the darkness and by the coffin and talking to the child who's lost their father about where daddy has gone it's it's knowing that you are not on your own none of us are on our own and as soon as we breathe into that and as soon as we wake up to that you know that's the main message for me of the gospels is Jesus saying wake up this moment here this is it and I am with you and together we can transform creation thank you so much for being on the deep place podcast with uh -huh. me Alex Sangster. Thanks. 
wonderful for you as it was for me getting to chat to Alex. Please do go out and and begin the task of deep listening, of connecting to the deep story that sits in others and in our world and choosing to bring about a better world. Let us, as Deep Place Podcast listeners and presenters, may we see this world become a better place because of what we bring to it. Thanks so much for listening today. Uh, The music from today's episode, the title that you always hear is from Joshua Furmeister. And the other music from today is from Tom Huey uh, and also David Andrews. Um, Please check out the uh, show notes and you'll be able to see uh, where you can connect in with them. We only have like one or at the most two episodes left in this first season of the Deep Place podcast before we get to have a little bit of a a break for a while. I'm not sure how long that break is going to be, but please keep on listening to the next two episodes. On the final episode, I'm going to announce something really exciting um, that you could get into. Uh, But for now, have a wonderful rest of the maybe week till we bring up another podcast. and. You can listen in again then soon. This has been the Deep Place Podcast. Thanks so much for listening.